This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, The Hunger. Nothing human loves forever. Chris made me watch him have sex with a brick of Velveeta. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess, episode 55. I'm Chris. And I'm Brett. And I'm Troy. <laughs> and he's Troy. And, uh... uh. Velveeta, really? <laughs> Alright. That occurred to me when I was driving home from work today. Ah, oh, Jesus. It's better than an onion. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. It's a lot less burny. It's got to be Tomies. So this time around, uh... <laughs> we're doing The Hunger. Uh... I'm not typically one to laugh at my own material, but I'm pretty proud of that one. You should be. Proud. 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 So, The Hugger. Mm-hmm. It's a 1983 joint. Yep. Starring... David Bowie. David Bowie. Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. A couple other people whose names I don't know, but I've seen in things. Other actors. When we, uh... Oh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, he yeah, played for... Phone Thug 2 or some shit. Yeah, Phone, yeah. phone Second Thug number 2. Thug by phone. Because Christian's all like, Willem Dafoe! After, after you see a guy's genitals get mutilated, you you remember him when you see him in a movie. I suppose that's true, and Philosophical. Yeah, yeah, it's hardcore philosophy I'm spitting right here. You're hardcore philosophy. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Shut up. Anywho. We open up, we're in a nightclub, I think. Some kind of club. It's it, probably, well, it's inside, so you don't really know, but... I assume it's I would time. imagine those kinds of people oh. would only come out at night. It, it's credited as a disco, but uh, there was no disco music going on there, yeah, for sure. Bauhaus isn't disco. That's, you, that's Bauhaus is disco. Bauhaus. When I think disco, I think Bauhaus <laughs> and Pac-Man fever. Yay for industrial goth. True that. And they're, uh... Indra goth, I think they call it. They're rocking and or rolling. None of that music really exists anymore. Oh. That's probably good. Everybody's, uh, grooving out to the dulcet tones of Bauhaus. And then we're, uh, we're jumping around, and there's some kind of... Some kind of... <laughs> Some kind of How are you going to explain this one, Chris? Okay, okay. So we got the nightclub. We got yeah. some kind of orgy party that has... Wait, what did you call it? A death orgy. A death orgy. That's what you were calling it earlier, the death orgy. You know, because of all the sex and killing. And then we cut around between the disco. Yeah. This is the death, the death sex orgy, which I guess is redundant, because it's an orgy. You don't have to say sex. Yeah, it still sounds... It's got a good ring to it. And then there's some kind of cage monkey fight of some sort. Yep. <laughs> and as things progress... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, you don't have monkey fights at your death sex orgies? Uh, not in cages. <laughs> we just let them out. <laughs> oh, and well. The monkeys were the monkeys were growling like tigers or something. Like They were definitely like cat noises, not monkey noises those things were making. And cat monkeys, yeah, we... That's what they were. Yeah, the whole thing is just kind of bizarre because you're jumping around between Bauhaus and monkey fights, <laughs> cat and, monkeys, and death orgies. And as uh, as things progress, 
the death orgy becomes a little less orgy and a little more death. The monkeys are definitely going at it a little harder. I like that scene a lot. That was cool where the monkeys were, well, I'm sorry, the monkey was ripping chunks off the other monkey. Yeah, that was pretty hardcore. Yep, I like it. It appeals to me. And then back at the death orgy, we see uh, David Bowie. Yep, finally. And, for uh, a couple of minutes. And a blonde lady. Yep. I'm going to say David Bowie is David Bowie, because he's David Bowie. The blonde lady looked like Ivan Drago's wife from Rocky Four. so... Rocky Four. <laughs> okay, sure, Rocky Four. So we got Rocky Four <laughs> and David Bowie, and as they're, uh, you know, getting it all... Wait, in, what part does uh, David Bowie say, I will break you? None. None no. of the parts does that happen. Yeah. Oh, God. He said he, he said he was out of ice at one point, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which was... Eh, pretty close. I mean, I can see where you could... Yeah. Out of ice, I must break you in a Russian accent. <laughs> Practically I, I can identical. see the confusion. David Bowie is Russian. Good lord. Are you going to say anything that's factually accurate today? Or... The sun is hot. Alright, that's good. You're one for seven. <laughs> Not bad. So the, the death orgy uh, ends with uh, David Bowie and Rocky Four. Can't believe I'm going with that. <laughs> Pulling out these little tiny baby-sized <laughs> knives out of their uh, onks. Yeah. Their onk necklaces. Oh, listen to you. Oh, I'm sorry. I know what an onk is. <laughs> and then they cut open... Uh, he thinks he's a big fancy bitch. I do. They cut open their lover's neck holes and suck out their sweet, oh. sweet, bloody juices. Mmm, bloody juice. And, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much that whole part wrapped up. Yep. And then, uh... Jump cut! Yeah, jump cut. I haven't, had, I haven't had an opportunity to yell jump cut in a while. I did it. I, I stole it from you! You did. That's all I wanted. And then we, uh... We learned some stuff. We learned that David Bowie and Rocky Four live in a big fancy house. Mm-hmm. They, uh... I don't know. They, they're giving music lessons to the local youth. Yeah. Oh, that boy-girl child. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl at right? first either. <laughs> yeah, it's not until halfway through the movie that you even find They're out. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, his name was Alice, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, who names their son Alice? <laughs> yeah, what's what mean parents? I was like, yeah, Alex, I get it, Alex. And they're, uh, they're, they're learning her how to violin. We see that old David Bowie, he doesn't seem real happy. I guess he's had trouble sleeping. Yep, too much being... Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. That's true. You can only do that so much for one day, I would imagine. A lot of makeup. And then his uh his hair's falling out. Yep. He's starting to get little bags under his eyes. Wait, that broad talked about that show. Yeah, that was after that. No, that was during. Okay. Before if not during. And now, oh yeah, that's when I realized that this movie was the opposite of Orphan. Because it had was that progeria where you know you're you're young but you look old as opposed to orphan last week where it was you're old but look young. That's true. It's a reverse hormone dwarf. The old reverse hormone dwarf. <laughs> They're the scariest of the hormone dwarves. It's a, a <laughs> so classic anyway, literary. That technique. lady's name that 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 Rocky Four. That was no the one that was talking on the program. What was her name? Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. Yeah. <laughs> So Suzanne Summers is talking all about the kid to what got the progeria or whatever it is. Get it because it's Sarandon? Jokes are always funnier when you explain them. 
And she's like, yeah, I study this. We figured out how to make monkeys die really fast. That's about as far as we got. We spent $17 million to kill monkeys. And old uh, Rocky IV is like, well... <laughs> That's a good use of money. This is interesting. I'm going to go find her... Bullets are cheap. ...by book, and then and then talk to her all creepily. And old uh, old David Bowie decides he wants to hunt her down, because he's concerned, because he seems to be aging rapidly. And he's like, hey, I'll go to that lady that kills monkeys. She probably knows what's going on. <laughs> so he, uh, he heads off to the local uh, place to kill monkeys fast. Monkatorium? And tries tries to get a hold of old Suzanne Summers. Like, hey, look, I'm having this thing where I aged 317 years in the you past You talked about minutes. it on, what was that show called again? Program. program. Yeah, it just said program. I don't know. Fucking program. That's sweet microphones. It's true. Now that we're professional podcasters, we're always like, man, look at that microphone. Check out that that's, sweet mic, bro. That, that's a good one. And he's like, uh, hey, look, I'm having some trouble where I'm getting old really fast. And she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whack job. <laughs> Go sit out here in this here uh, lobby. I'll be back in 15 minutes. And then... Poor David Bowie really does age He sits there and goes from mid-twenties to 75 in an hour. Yeah, the makeup work was pretty good for that, for 1983. Eventually, I think it were they were masks. Yeah. Yeah, but up until that, shit the bed. It was pretty cool, it though. It was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. It reminded me of uh, Johnny Knoxville and Bad Grandpa. <laughs> and then after a few hours, he has a senior moment and falls asleep. <laughs> and wakes up 25 years aged later. And what I didn't understand is that the receptionist lady who saw this guy come out and sit down and then fall asleep mm, goes up there. Proceeded to watch him age. Yeah, and she's like, hey, you want a cup of coffee? Because you're fucking 60 years older now, which isn't weird, I guess. <laughs> Happens all the time. And he's all like, nah, fuck that. You never know. Sticks. It could be you. Yeah, I guess. That's all right. Seems a little vague and threatening. Shut up! But, but you're so, next. So he's like, fuck your coffee. I don't want no fucking coffee. I'm all old and shit now. I'm going to get out of here. And old Suzanne Summers sees him as he's storming out. She's like, oh, wait, hold on. Turns out you're way older than I remember you being all of a sudden. Maybe I shouldn't have made you sit in that lobby for two hours because now you're almost dead or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, whatever, bitch. And gets in the elevator and takes off. <laughs> Heads home. And on his way home, he's consumed by the uh, the bloodlust. And he uh, accosts my favorite person in the movie. Unnamed guy on roller skates. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the roller dancer. <laughs> the roller dancer. And he's out there, uh, you know, up under a bridge or something, roller dancing like you do. In a shallow pool of water. Well, you know, for atmosphere. Yeah, you gotta... In slow motion. Yeah. That sound fancy? Yeah, it did. What's up? That was great. You're fancy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And old uh, old David Bowie tries to cut him with his onk knife, but then realizes that he's a thousand years old now, and he can't just beat up some random dude who's <laughs> roller dancing under a bridge. So he runs. He doesn't really run. He shambles the <laughs> he fuck gets away. away. <laughs> Looks like he's going to fucking break a hip trying to go up the goddamn stairs. <laughs> old man David Bowie. And he heads home. And he's, you know, there. And old Alice Alex shows up. Ring Everybody in this movie, by the way, rings this fucking doorbell at this house like a bunch of dicks. 
<laughs> Nobody can and just all ring this the surveillance. This fucking kid rings his doorbell for a minute and a half every 15 seconds somehow, which doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but that's how obnoxious it is. And she's like, hey, I'm looking for uh, Rocky Four. Have you seen Rocky Four? I'm yeah, here. I like it. It's pretty good. Yeah. No. <laughs> Perfect. Bitch. Thanks. And he's like, eh, Rocky Four's out at the moment. She's like, well, I just, I'm not going to be able to come to my violining tomorrow. So I was just. Gonna, I have prior engagement. I have to go to the thing for stuff. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Just fuck off. You know, the place where it is. And she's like, nah, I think I'd rather leave a note rather than fuck off. <laughs> so he's like, all right, come on in. They, uh, they have a little chat. She writes a little note. David Bowie, overcome by his bloodlust, kills this poor child and. I don't know. I don't know what happens because it doesn't really show what happens. It just kind of like yeah, I was. I was seriously impressed they killed the kid. I thought she was going to get away or figure out that he nope, was actually Alex David Perry. Bowie. And yeah, she they went for it. I'll give him that much. He for was sure. a fine young lady, but uh, to no avail. The bloodletting of the child. David Bowie's still old and shit. Yep. Rocky Four comes home. I like the part when he looks like the grandpa from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I did kind of want him to have a hammer in his, like, shaky, broken-ass-looking hands. Oops, also the part where the uh, monkey's dying looked like a tool video. We forgot to talk about that. That was pretty fun. Yeah, the weird, like, stop-motion monkey decay. Yeah. Because for some reason... Like, the tool video and the hurt video had a baby. Yeah, because, you know, when you manipulate genetics and something dies, their genes still carry on and decay them out. Yeah, Professor Science, whatever, read your book. Hey, I'm just saying... So, Rocky Four is like, what have you done? Because somehow she knows right away that she, he, he killed this kid. Well, she finds the picture that of, from the camera that fell and puts two and two together. Now, does she, have, does she have some kind of psychic powers or something? She's a vampire. All vampires have a little bit of psychic powers. Because it seems yeah, like... They, they Im- imply some psychic powers throughout the movie. Yeah, because like, she touched the picture and knew a bunch of stuff. I was just... I was confused. This movie confused me sometimes. You're always confused. What you, it was all straightforward. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Straightforward. This movie's real cut and dry. <laughs> real black and white. No filler. <laughs> so, David Bowie tries to explain to Rocky Four how he just needed to eat some blood so he didn't feel like all old and stuff, but it didn't work so good, and he's still old and stuff. What does she do? What does she do? I don't know. They go down to the basement to burn the corpse, I assume. Pigeon room, stupid. No. Yeah, all the... The doves. I was like, when did we end up on Blade Runner? Yeah, if there was a which, giant fan going in the background somewhere. Yeah, which was funny with the Blade Runner because I was like, oh, this looks like Blade Runner. Then I looked at the credits and apparently this director was the brother of Ridley Scott who did Blade Runner. Hmm. Yeah, Tony Scott. So, Neat. Yeah, so I was wondering the if they did know. some uh, collaborating there. So she takes him up to the pigeon room attic with the hole in the ceiling. <laughs> You don't have one? Uh, no. I have two. One on top of the other. Also not true. Not true. And she says, look, I love you so much that I'm going to put your immortal zombie-looking corpse into this box. (laughs) With all these other boxes (laughs) Next to these other nine boxes with my other dead lovers. Yeah. And, uh, that's unfortunately into David Bowie. Yep. He's, He's gone forever. You don't see a whole lot of vampire stuff. Yeah, there was a slight argument between the two of us 
this whether or not these were even vampires. Yeah. yeah, they don't have fangs. They use their weird onk baby knives to right. uh, to drain blood. Ooh, uh, letter still, openers. It still counts. You still count. I do. Almost to, every day. To someone. And then uh, Sergeant Some Guy shows up the next day. All like, hey, uh... Probably your most creative name ever. Thank you. Sergeant Some Guy. I really put a lot of Almost like last goddamn week with Some Guy. <laughs> I was going to call him Detective Horowitz. Because <laughs> Detective he was, uh, Horowitz. He was Alicia Silverstone's dad in All right, Clueless. Chris, you're fired. Troy, you're hired. Sorry, buddy. You got to go, <laughs> man. Oh. This is my house. Why? It doesn't matter. Oh, that's another Fine. stunning impersonation of me. <laughs> I think... I think you are me sometimes. This is just Chris's podcast voice. He really talks like I make him out the sound. Yeah. Like dude. So, uh, anyway, may I? Yeah, why are you eyeballing me? Because you deserve it. You a hoe. So, uh, old Sergeant What's-His-Head is looking around trying to figure out what happened to the uh, Alex Alice. And she's like, I don't know nothing about that, buddy. <clears throat> and he looks around and they have a little chat. Or wait, did I miss this thing? Did I did I go out of order? No. Oh yes, yes, yes. No, uh, yes. Susan. Yeah. Suzanne Summers showed up first. Yes. Yeah. She, she showed up looking for uh, David Bowie, and she's all like, uh, "Hey, where's David Bowie?" And Rocky Ford's like, "Uh, Switzerland." What? <laughs> I mean, Switzerland. And she's like, oh. Yes, that should do. She's like, well, that, that seems to make sense. So I'm going to uh, just leave you my name and number on this paper. Buy a thigh master. Also buy a thigh master. <laughs> and now uh, now she uh, put some kind of spell on her or something, I guess, when they yep. were talking. Got her with the old vampire uh, mindfuck. A maybe vampire mindfuck. And then Sergeant What's-His-Fuck shows up. Yep. Blah, blah. If you don't Sergeant remember, what's his fuck? If you don't remember that, just rewind about 15 to 30 seconds and listen to what I already said. <laughs> so Sergeant what's his fuck? Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, no dead kids here. I'm going to be on my way. <laughs> Random dead kid chick. Meanwhile. These days and times. What with the internet and all. I mean, I blame society. So now we jump over to uh, Suzanne Summers. who's not looking so good. Nope. She's uh making the throw-ups. No, uh, no, not yet. Oh, God, I'm ruining everything. God damn, no, 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 Chris. yeah, no, because then Susan Summers, Susan Summers shows up later is like, I don't know why I'm here, and I don't know why I'm not wearing a bra, but I thought I would come see you. <laughs> oh, yeah, the lesbian sex with the nipple sucking. No, first she's all, all wait. <laughs> I don't, God, how can I not remember a movie I literally watched 42 minutes ago? I don't know, I'm just yelling about nipples. <laughs> Anyway, the takeaway is, I don't remember chronologically so good sometimes. <laughs> Suzanne Summers shows up. Yep. And she's all like, well, I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm not wearing a bra. Which is a very astute observation for Mr. Troy. Way to go, Troy! Uh, it was hard not to notice, but <laughs> I thought. It was hard because I noticed. Bam! Booyah. We're all, all up in your grill. So she uh she goes in to have a little bit of liquid, <laughs> like you do. 
There's some piano playing. Piano. Yeah. And Suzanne Summers is just enthralled with Rocky IV. Rocky IV returns in kind. And then they they uh they get to lesbian in Yes. And boy, did they They lesbian the hell out of it. I could imagine for nineteen eighty three this is pretty mind blowing hardcore yep. stuff. There's a nipple licking. Yep. There's a sensual caressing. Of the breast and buttocks. Mm-hmm. There's a culmination in bite jobbing for everybody. Bite job. You just wanted to say bite job. I've wanted to say bite job since that I happened. I just wanted you to say bite job, too. So. There's, there's a little bite job action. Bite jobs for everybody. Hooray! Which somehow or another involves... Somehow biting each other made them swap blood. blood? Jinx! Got you again. You did. You did. I, I don't know how that worked. Is she like well, a snake? It's because we said the same thing at the same no, time. I know how Jinx works, you Stupid fucking asshole. shit. <laughs> Good God. So, somehow or another, with their hollow snake venom-like sacks full of blood that they shoot into each other when they bite each other. Mm, blood sack. Now Suzanne Summers is a legitimate vampire. Vampire. Vampire, whatever. Vampire. Suzanne Summers goes home, and now she don't feel so good. And makes the throw up. She's jonesing? Uh, for no. That, for that bread? Uh, I don't I don't know if that's what's happening, but she's definitely throwing up. And her, uh, boyfriend husband's there. Yep. Also some guy <laughs> who is in some movies. You know, some guy. Come on, Chris, just call him some guy, you lazy asshole. So, uh, boyfriend husband's all like, uh... That's pretty good. You're not looking so hot. Let's go to the laboratory and check out what's going on with your blood. And that's when they discover that she has some sort of non-human blood in her blood, and their blood's fighting each other to be the best blood in the body. The Civil Blood War? Yeah. I didn't make that up. That's what happened. I No, I <laughs> said it. I made it up. And they're like, huh, well, uh, so uh, you got this weird blood that's fighting your other blood. And she's like, which one's winning? And the guy's like, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, why, why would I know I, that? I, I don't think you win in this situation. And then hus- husband, husband, I mean, boyfriend. I've had two or three blood fights in there. They're they're not pleasant. What I remember most about they this scene, they bring in some kind of third tougher blood. Okay, doesn't seem sporting. It's not. What I remember most about this scene was that husband boyfriend got super pissed at the guy who was looking at the slide for not knowing every single detail about the situation instantly. Well, how'd it get there? What are you fucking talking about? Why don't you know? I'm gonna kick your ass. And I'm, he's just like, uh, dude, I, I just, I looked at it, man. I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know any of this. I don't even, I don't hang out with you fucking assholes. Like, <laughs> how should I know that? So old, uh, old Rocky Four is just biding her time because she's confident that when the, uh, the blood lust overcomes her, she'll come back. They always come back. They do be coming back. They do be coming back. And it turns out that Rocky Four was totally right. That she does come back. And now she's all, like, twitching without pants on up in the bedroom. Rocky Four gets, uh... Some... A prostitute? Yeah, I'm not real sure where the fuck that guy came from or who the hell he was. Some douchebag, whoever he is. I I think my note has a douchebag full of blood. (laughs) Yes, he was definitely a douchebag full of blood. Well put. Better than Chris. And, uh... She takes him in. He's having a drink. She goes up to check on him. Or on uh, Suzanne Summers, Rocky Four does. (laughs) 
So let me get this straight. So Suzanne Summers is checked on by Rocky Ford? Yes. Okay. And a douchebag. Like you? Yeah. Is wandering around, gets caught by Rocky Ford in the elevator. She cuts his uh, parts open for the tasty, tasty douchebag blood. Yeah. Which I would imagine isn't actually as tasty as you might think because he's a douchebag. Yeah, douches aren't tasty. (laughs) Okay. I feel like that requires an explanation. <laughs> nope. Oh, that's that's probably fair. So, uh, she tries to get old Suzanne Summers to take her a pull. Of the douche? Of douche. <laughs> take you a pull. Of douche. I should write I should write ads. I think I missed my calling. You shouldn't write a damn thing. But she don't want no part of it because she's still trying to hold on to her uh, human blood or whatever the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime... Husband, boyfriend shows up. He's made the scene. Boyfriend, husband. And he's like, hey, uh, looking uh, looking for that uh, girl you bite job the other day. Thought maybe she'd be here. And she's like, yeah, it's totally cool. Come on in. We're not killing prostitute men or anything. It's fine. He goes upstairs to check on poor uh, Suzanne Summers, who can no longer hold back her bloodlust. Right. And she, uh, you know, eats his sweet, sweet bloods. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem real happy about what she's done, though. So now, uh, visibly distraught, Suzanne Summers, freaking out, Rocky IV shows up to be like, hey, you know what, it's okay. Sometimes you gotta kill your boyfriend husbands and drink their sweet, sweet bloods. Mm-hmm. That's just charged to the game, man. If I had a nickel. I know, right? Eight nickels. And then... Forty cents. What? Eight uh, nickels? Yep. Forty cents. Yep. We're gonna stand by that? Alright, so Rocky Ford can see Suzanne Summers really shaken up by all this, so she mouth kisses her, because that makes me feel better when I've just killed my boyfriend husband. Getting mouth kissed by someone of the same gender? Yep. It's the only thing that makes me feel alive. <laughs> Do they have to look like the wife from Rocky Four? Yeah, I have a I have a mask, oddly enough. Well, I guess that would kind of be like that blonde kid from Karate Kid. The mean one. Ralph Macchio? Yeah. No, the old guy. Pat, 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 what's his head? No, the other one. The young one. The blonde one. Cobra, Cobra Kai, Kai, do or die? Yeah. I like that guy. Because you're the best. The best. A rat ound. Shut up and get back to work. Right. Anyway. So now we have some, uh, we have some mouth Talking kissing. about Karate Kid. Come on, Chris. And Suzanne Summers stabs herself in her own neck hole with, uh, her little baby onk knife. Touché? Which apparently causes her to bleed profusely out of her mouth into into Rocky Four's mouth. Yep. Which makes her audio go really weird for a minute and sound like she's underwater. Yep. And she yells. Well, some kind of underwater cavern that echoes somehow. And now Rocky Four's sad because <laughs> her, her newest uh, vampire lover thing is died. So she takes her up to the the pigeon room to put her with the rest of her corpse pile. I'd rather die than go to that damn pigeon room again. But... So much bird feces. I imagine it smells terrible, honestly. No, the smell's not bad. It's just the quantity of bird feces. You're slipping it and getting it in your hair. I mean, and then... Sometimes you rub it in your eyes just for just for pleasure. And then there's there's that giant hole in the roof, which has to cost a lot when it comes to heating and cooling. I mean... It's fine. I can't imagine that's good. It's like a, it works like a 
cold air return, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That, that adds By up. allowing the elements into your home. Yeah. Okay. So now we're up in the, we're up in the pigeon room. And, uh, okay. I don't understand why any of this is happening, but here's what's happening. <laughs> it turns yeah. out, when you throw up your own blood into the person that made you a vampire's mouth, it makes all of her dead zombie vampire lovers in boxes get out of their boxes in order to seek their vengeance. And you didn't know this until this movie? No, no, I did not oh know that was God. commonly known vampire canon. WTF LOL. Yeah, Roftel or whatever. Yeah, AFK. Yeah, okay. BRB. Anyway. Nerd. The vampire corpses all seek their sweet, sweet vengeance. And they're, they're looking pretty cool, I gotta admit. I yeah, like them. The, uh, the dead vampires. And they, uh, they managed to get Rocky Four, shove her down the, uh, the stairs, the hole in the stairs, more specifically, I guess. Oh, yeah, the, uh, oh, yeah, that part. This yeah. part's fun. Yeah. I want to talk about it. Oh, okay, okay. She falls down a lot, and then that weird shit happens. That's why you're not allowed to talk all the time. Yeah, I know. No, she <laughs> she falls through, what, about 46 flights of stairs? Yeah, apparently. Looping they're... the scream over and over and <laughs> that over. That was my favorite part, was the same scream, <laughs> like, three times. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did like the part right before she hit the floor, like the camera zoomed in on her. Yeah, it was, that pretty, was pretty cool. cool. And then, but <laughs> apparently, when you fall twenty million feet and you're a vampire, it makes you rot really fast. Yep. And then all the other vampires fall into little gross vampire zombie pieces. Piles pieces. And then we jump smash cut to the next day. Or maybe later than the next day? I don't know. Some amount of time. And old uh, Sergeant... After the other last next day. Old Sergeant, uh, whatever the hell I was calling him earlier, shows up. Looking for, uh, you know, some answers about, I don't know, something. And he finds a realtor there who's all like, Ah, no, they died or something, so now we're selling this place. I guess they uh, are selling this place, and then they gave a bunch of money to some kind of research lab that kills monkeys fast? I'm not 100% sure what that's about, but... <laughs> it's some kind of monkey killery. And he stands there, finds a Polaroid in a rubbish pile, and then we jump over to Susan Su- Susan Summers, and now she's in an apartment with people that are playing the piano. Yep. Piano! Because she won? Her- hooray? Yeah. Yay! And there was like a box with someone screaming in it or something. Yeah. And, and yeah. And and that somehow inexplicably is the end of the movie. Yep. You're welcome for the lesbian vampires, Josh. <laughs> yeah. We keep picking <laughs> stuff that I know he'll dig. And that was uh Well, we didn't know, it was just a happy accident. That was the hunger. Yep. It was uh it was weird. I'll give it that. Yeah, what did you think, Mr. Troy? Uh, well, if you had told me that there was a movie that was a cross between Dracula, Blade Runner, and the Total Eclipse of the Heart video, I probably would have told you, that sounds like an awesome, awesome movie. And then I watched it. And it bored the crap out of me the last hour. Like, the first half hour, I was kind of into it. And actually, basically, once David Bowie died... It just dragged and dragged for me, but 
I don't know. I mean, this is, I can see why this movie would be important in like the history of vampire theater, like movies, because I can see where it's had effect on a lot of later movies and books and vampire stories and such, but God damn, is it boring? Yeah, on paper, this was this was given to us by a friend of the show, Nick, and it was always simply explained to me as David Bowie's a vampire. Yeah, and we're all like, David Bowie's a vampire. I can get on. And we board watched with the movie, that. and we're like, when? Oh, for that second. Yeah, I mean, it, and then he's gone. It uh, it was only like. 94 minutes or something. An hour and 40. But man, did it feel like longer than that. Yes, it did. Yeah, it, it felt longer than Orphan. And Orphan was, what, two hours? Yeah. Yeah, but at least stuff was happening in Orphan. In this particular one, it was just kind of like, there was a bunch of these weird flashes of other things, like the past or, I don't know. The past, present, future. They didn't really explain a lot. Of what the fuck was going on. I wasn't clear with what the rules were here. Like, the last half hour of this movie just baffled me, honestly. Yep. I, yeah. don't, I don't understand why vomiting your blood into the other lady made made the zombie vampires come back out of their boxes. Why the fuck couldn't they do that before? The uh, artsy-fartsy-to-gore ratio was way off. Yeah. <laughs> this Too was, damned much environment. I mean, it was very atmospheric. Yes. I suppose that would be the appeal, but... It's not. I, I want killings. Yeah, but I mean, I found like let the right one or yeah, let the right one in. Like was very atmospheric and even kind of slow in places, but it always kept my attention and always kept me going. And this was this was not that. Yeah this this would have been too short to be a feature without all of the kind of padding it had. Right. It wasn't particularly... If you would have got to the chase, it would have been a short... It would have been 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to personally say, eh, skip this one unless you're super into vampires or David Bowie. Because, I mean, you got, what, vampire couple, David Bowie gets old, goes away, vampire lady meets new vampire lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she kills her. And she's new... Queen of the Vampires? Queen of the Vampire Kings, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say leave this one alone unless you really, really like vampires a lot. Or David Bowie. Wait, nope, never mind, he's only in it for four minutes. <laughs> no, he's in it for half of the movie. Collectively, though, his scenes are about four minutes long. Well, that's possible. And he says 11 words. Yeah. Ah, ah. Not a real strong showing from Nick. Sorry, Nick. Come on, man. Uh, the, the, the other movie he told us to watch is... It sounds... Promising. I don't even know how to find that movie. Not uh, from a person. Uh, yeah, I imagine the only way I'm going to find the other one. Should we say what it was? Ticked off trainees with knives. Mm-hmm. I assume the only way to even find that movie is some degraded bootleg VHS copy. I don't imagine there's a DVD transfer of that. You talk to some man named Gus behind a gas station in front of a bowling alley? In front. That's bold. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, it's weird. Like, the front of the bowling alley runs into the back of the gas station. Mm, that but seems like poor urban planning to me. It was. It's in poor urban planningville. <laughs> but you know what getting through this movie means, don't you? We drank? Aside from that. Exploitation month? Yeah. 
five yeah. weeks turns out. <clears throat> yep. Of exploitation so and excitement. Five of the awfulest fucking movies Toby could ever imagine. We don't even and the know. rest of you. We don't know what we're going to do. Nope. We have ideas. Well, I can say for one thing that eventually Cannibal Holocaust has to be in Yeah, there. we're going to watch Cannibal Because uh, unfortunately Cannibal for Holocaust. everyone involved with this podcast, you can't do Exploitation Month without Cannibal Holocaust. It's kind of the granddaddy when people think about that sort of movie. That's the one that comes up. It's awful. If anybody has any uh, recommendations, exploitation movies... We've got a, I don't know, probably 10-ish we're, we're kicking around. Yeah. But we'd like to hear from you, the loyal viewers, which I, I assume everybody that listens to this watches exploitation movies nonstop on loop. <laughs> Several people have lost their jobs doing it. So say, Brett. What? Whoa. All right. Uh, do you need a minute? Are we, you all right? I'm hitting the dog in the ear. What's up? Oh. If somebody had a recommendation for Exploitation Month, or just was like, I don't like you guys, and would like to be able to tell you how much I don't like you, or wanted to send us a cool hand-drawn picture of the Castle Freak, what would they do? I don't know. Do it. Uh-huh. No, that's that's good. It's good. Or you can find us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Slaughterhouse Princess. Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. iTunes. Stitcher? Yes, Stitcher. Chris's house. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh... Yeah, maybe maybe do that. Maybe check it out. SlaughterhousePrincess.com! Mm-hmm. Woo! So, uh... Stay tuned for Exploitation Month, which I guess has a very real possibility of making people not want to listen to this anymore. Not anymore <laughs> or less than they don't already not don't. 